You're listening to We, we, we the Aether Podcast, within and without. Welcome. Well, Aaron, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and have this chat. I'm sure a lot of the listeners of this uh, podcast are going to really enjoy uh, some of the information you have to provide and, and what you what you do on a day-to-day basis. But just to kick things off, do you mind introducing yourself and, and what it is you specialize in? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. I'm Aaron Lyons. I am a universal channel and a galactic healer and also a spiritual life and business coach. Very nice. And uh, you... When did you start getting involved into like being like a life healer and, and in spirituality as, as a whole? Was it like a slow transition or was it like, uh, you know, instant one day you woke up and you just felt you had to take this, this path? Yeah. So I, I would say I've always been spiritual. I always knew there was something weird about this earth thing. Couldn't quite figure it out. And so growing up, I would just like study different religions. So I would say I've always been a seeker. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can resonate with that. But my spiritual conscious spiritual journey really didn't start accelerating until I went off to college. Um, so I would say at 19, I had like a huge ego death experience, remembered my pre-incarnational birth plan, knew I was going to be a spiritual teacher, but still didn't really know how that was going to show up. So I ended up working on Wall Street and um, pursuing my dream career of being like a stockbroker and was able to manif- manifest a really, like really cool things through that career path. But always knew I was going to end up where I am now, but didn't know how that was going to happen. Mm, yeah. It's like completely different direction, I guess. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm personally involved in, into the markets as well. And it's, it's challenging to do both. And, and yeah, yeah, I could definitely, I definitely see where you're coming from. So how did that ego death happen exactly? Like what was that? Like? Yeah. So I started um, just coming into different information. Like I would meet someone who would tell me to read this certain book and I would like, this book would like just, blow my reality um, out of the water. And then I would get attracted to other information. So it just felt like I was looking for an answer that I didn't know I was looking for. Like I was just going down this rabbit hole. And eventually it just led to me just having this, uh, this awakening. And then it was further accelerated through a a plant medicine experience, which really sort of um, took me into uh, a heightened version of the ego death, I would say. Okay. What, what plant medicine was it and whereabouts did you, did you? Yeah. So um, it actually technically isn't plant medicine. It was LSD, my first psychedelic experience. I kind of just stumbled into it. Um, And yeah, I was in college. So probably 19, 20 years old at this time, had no clue what I was getting myself into, but everything that I had already started to make sense of and absorbed was like actually shown to me. So I would say I had like a more, um, ethereal experience of what I had come into in terms of like understanding. Okay. So that was your first experience then with, with any psychedelics was LSD. Yes. That was my first. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a crazy (laughs) first experience. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, There's a really good book. I just finished um, not too long ago, like a month back. It's called LSD in the mind of the universe. And it's pretty much um, like a, it's like a professor, a university professor, like did a lengthy study, like multi-year study on like Mm -hmm. prolonged use of LSD and the different experiences he had. And he journaled it and like, he almost lost, lost his wife over it, but the LSD told him to stop doing LSD so that he would save his marriage. So he did, he saved his (laughs) marriage. It was like a crazy book. And it just like, anytime I hear someone, like I've never tried LSD, 
Okay. Um, I'm more into like, uh, not to say I wouldn't, but I'm, I'm more into like mushrooms. Um, sure. Yeah. I, very, and very I recommend mushrooms actually, because LSD is very, I mean, as you guys know, or you may not know it's man-made. So I feel like it, it's just a rougher ride. It's more intense. It's, it's just bizarre. And then co- having to come back to your human self can be very, uncomfortable <laughs> where mm-hmm. I find mushrooms to be more just like it works with you in an easier smoother way mm-hmm. I find like yeah because LSD is, is man-made it, it doesn't have um like I find mushrooms is this it's like a higher intelligence like an ancient intelligence yes, and it's like the I mushroom is there like to welcome you guide you it interfaces really well with, with, mm-hmm. the, with the human brain like a, and, and yeah. neurology and it just it, it's there for you if you're willing to to sort of collaborate with it and and have that experience with it so i I don't really imagine lsd would have that coming from a lab um, but i'd imagine (laughs) it would probably be very intense Uh, i have done some lab uh, psychedelics like i've tried um for aco dmt which is kind of like um, a synthesized version of dmt okay Um, i've ingested that like it's like a powder uh, and that was like a four hour um trip initially and then i've had it before where it's like it was way longer it was like 12 hours it's crazy um and then i've also smoked dmt too um in a different form like through a vape um but yeah lsd definitely haven't tried it a buddy of mine used to do lsd through like sugar um cubes mm. and he would just like lick the sugar cube and then go out <laughs> so it's like small doses that way and yeah. i was like I don't, I don't know how people go out and do festivals and, and things like that i'm very sensitive to energy so for me a small dosage and I am like in a different dimension. So <laughs> would you be able to do that? Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Yeah. Especially if you're like into that stuff um, now, like spirituality and, and psychic yes. readings and things, and definitely you'd be sensitive to it, I'm sure. Um, so how did you eventually get into then um, sort of the path you're on now where, where you're, you're doing, and, and do you mind just sort of elaborating it on what it is you're, you're doing in the content you create? I, some yeah, of it is, is initially how I found you. Absolutely. Um, so my work is really centered around three things, one of which being manifestation, getting people to understand um, how how you create your reality. I think that's a huge part of personal empowerment in this earthly experience. Um, the second aspect of it is just teaching about universal truth. So unconditional love that has a lot to do with healing because so many of us carry inner child wounds that impact how we show up in relationships. So I, I, I love to give people self-healing tools, um, of course, with other healing modalities that I use. And then the other aspect of my work is teaching people um, or helping people through their galactic awakening. So as I mentioned, I am a galactic channeler um, and how I got into this work is I've always been, you know, psychic and a bit of a channeler. And that really activated um, once I had the LSD experience. It was like my psychic abilities were blown wide open. Um, But I started to, and this was like in 2020 during quarantine COVID era, I started to feel like there was more communicating with me than just my higher self or even source energy or the angelic beings that I would feel. And I felt like it was just different. So that led me to book a session with another galactic channeler. And she's like, hey, um, 
I have these beings here. They've been trying to get in touch with you. And from that point forward, it was just like a total activation and remembrance um, for the work that I'm here to do as a starseed, if you guys are familiar with that term. And that just really shifted me or activated me to start showing up online. So I would say it activated my spiritual mission to a higher capacity. And I had to, I kind of went through another ego death of like releasing this identity as the Wall Street girl and the girl who worked at JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley and like all these high class financial institutions and just accepting the deeper um, mission and role. Mm -hmm. And I was about to kind of ask you about that. So like, did you find that you were, I guess, how did you get that confidence to really sort of step into that new, um, Mm -hmm. new life path, let's say, because you can almost start to judge yourself from the outside thinking like, you know, Oh, I'm crazy for thinking this stuff (laughs) or, you know, especially coming from that, that, type yeah. of place and, uh, and I know this because on, on a daily I don't deal with people that are involved in the spirituality or the exactly. talk about any of this stuff so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if I was to bring it up with them they would think I was just absolutely wacky but you know I, I do think that there are some you know other things involved in, in our daily experience that we don't necessarily we're not attuned to and, mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of people block that stuff out and it's like they create this false identity for like the Wall Street this and that and it's like yes. if it doesn't if it doesn't make them happy, like a lot of them are just stuck in that role and they don't really know how to get out and they don't have the confidence to do so. So um, do you mind just kind of like elaborating on how you really Absolutely. were able to establish that level of confidence in yourself in order to start creating content? And, and you know, I, I can tell you're really passionate about it as well. So yeah. how did you get to that point? Yeah. So I think for me, being being in the you know the cor- corporate atmosphere, if you will. So I'm a licensed stockbroker and my work was really revolved around managing money for high net worth people. So because it had an entrepreneurial element um, to it, I never was unhappy with the career or the role that was actually very successful. You know, I made money. So for me, it was more so about overcoming the belief that my success or my value was associated with that role. And to overcome that, I had to really, um, really see the the impact that my work could have and how how much valuable that was going to be than me staying in something that was no longer going to be a fit for my energy right it's like i knew i was expanding outside of that it worked for so long it was great it was fun it taught me a ton about manifestation and my own power but ultimately that was just a cover up um for deeper uh, truths that I was here to share. And so I had to be honest about that. I had to be real about that. And just accepting that my true happiness um, was going to come from living in my purpose. So I started showing up online even before I made the the, the full jump into doing this full time. So it, it gave me a little bit more confidence and support to see how people responded to the work that I, in the content that I was putting out there. And then that, that just gave me the extra push to say, okay, I'm ready to fully, you know, set this down and um, walk into this next aspect of my life. <laughs> mm, yeah. And how, how were your friends and family? Like, how did they react to the whole thing? Yeah. So I always, I, I refer to this as coming out of the spiritual closet because that's what it feels like. Right. It's like, okay, it seems like she's, coming out of the woodworks with this, where this has truly been who I've been for like ever since I was 19. And I blocked it. I started a new social media account, like separate from my personal one. I like 
blocked my friends and family who tried to follow me because I was just so nervous that they were going to see the content. And funny thing is they would always find a way to like refollow the page. So I was like, okay, let me just accept like, this is what it is. And it wasn't that difficult for me in terms of friends, because I just kind of like was able to, since this was like post COVID, if you will, it wasn't that same social life of being around people all the time. So it was like easier for me to isolate, if you will. But with my family, I did feel a responsibility to let them know that I was going to be sharing information online because I preferred for it to come from me than someone else. So I remember just like sitting my mom and sister down and I'm like shaking, getting ready to tell them. And I'm, I think I say like, I'm a channel. They didn't really know what that meant. So I said, I'm a psychic medium. And then they were just like, oh, okay. And they received it so much better than I could have expected. So if there are people out there listening to this and you're so scared to just be yourself, sometimes it's just in your head and you're assuming, you're making assumptions of how people will respond to you. And the people who are not ready to receive you, like, that's okay, right? Just make peace with that. Yeah, I, I had similar challenges when I first started creating content, um, but it wasn't so to the extreme as, as saying, you know, you're a channel and, um, you know, and you have psychic abilities and things like that. I, I started just making content of like health, fitness, wellness. And even that was challenging for me because it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just thinking it's almost like I would have these visions of like all these eyes looking on my content. <laughs> and it was just like, it's just so crazy. It's such a crazy thought. And it's like, well, that's kind of what you want. Like you want people to see your content, but you don't want some people to see your content. It's like, exactly. well, you just gotta, you gotta put it out there and be like, whoever's drawn to it is just going to find it. And whatever like it doesn't really matter you're just mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. having that acceptance so um it's it's really cool to see especially when when someone such as yourself comes out and, and some of the content you produce is like channeling content right like channeled content yes. um yes. so you know it's kind of really almost in a lot of ways like a performer or a singer or an artist mm-hmm. but making yourself very vulnerable mm-hmm. to you know mm-hmm. just put yourself out there like that so I, I always appreciate seeing it i think that's why i initially thought to reach out to you um, because, uh, when I see that, like, it's like an authenticity that I'm always like interested in or drawn mm-hmm. to because it's someone that's like expressing their, almost their sole purpose or their, uh, they're in alignment with their higher truth, or, um, they're just, you, it seems like you got rid of certain things that were no longer serving you. So it, it, it kind of, I think a lot of people can resonate with that and, uh, that the journey is just, just really interesting. Um, so other than channeling, do you have any type of like meditation or spiritual routine that you, that you do? Do you like burn candles? Do you collect crystals or any, anything like that? Or uh, how, how do you get in that, that state where you actually are um, kind of in, in a channel state, I guess you could say? Sure. So the, the way that I see channeling is, so for me, my channel is very integrated, meaning I can hop in and out of it at will. But meditation is a huge part of my life. And prior to being able to channel at the capacity that I do now, it did take a lot of meditation and healing and um, really, uh, I would say, sort of like mastering the ego. All of those things will make you a vessel to receive higher level, pure information, right? Because you your vessel has to be clear to be able to hold that frequency of information. So meditation is still a huge part of my 
daily routine, if you will. And I also like to just set the energetic tone for my day. So starting off with gratitude right after I hop out of the meditation, knowing that that's going to attune me to the highest possible frequency outcomes of the day. That's very important for me. I do a lot of um, writing to just affirm the the state of being that I want to be in. So I use present tense gratitude, um, giving, uh, being thankful for the things that I want to manifest as if they have already manifested. Those are just some of the the ways that I typically start my day. Okay. So is your meditation, is it kind of like a visualization meditation or is it like more like transcendental meditation or like what's the actual practice Mm -hmm. you're doing so for me i like to focus on the breath um i focus on the breath until i kind of get into a, a void uh silence for me i don't really like guided meditations because i'm like there's always enough there's already enough going on up there. I don't want to hear anybody else talk. Yeah, yeah, not the same, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like silence or it's Uh focusing on the breath or it's focusing on a a drone sound like the air conditioning, just whatever's going to soothe me into that um, chatterless state of being. That's how I prefer to meditate. Okay, okay. And it's it's a daily practice then for you? Yes, absolutely. Daily practice. And in fact... When I go too long without meditating, like a day, two days, I start to feel overwhelmed. And so for me, it's actually, um, I see it as a cleansing practice as well as someone who is a channel just helps me to like release other people's energy and, you know, just different things that we're exposed to throughout the day and get back, um, in alignment with my center. Okay. And, and are you channeling on a daily basis as well at this point? Or is it something that you like, and, and how is it happening? Is it like doing readings for people? Or mm-hmm. is it just creating content? Like, what's the what's the approach for that? Yeah, so I definitely channel on a daily basis, whether it's for myself or my private clients at this time, I don't really do sort of like one off reading, if you will work or like channel guidance sessions, um, that much my business is primarily comprised of private clients who are getting um, their own psychic development training or uh, intuitive business coaching, that type of thing. So it does um, require me to be in my, in a channeling state to just give them that uh, the the information that's coming through from their own spiritual team or their own higher self. And also the content. Yes. I get in channel before I create content because I, I love to create from a place of intentionality. And so it just, that's just a part of like my ritual to make sure that that um, vibrational integrity is always there when I'm putting things out there for the collective. Okay. And is the content strictly Instagram or is it YouTube, TikTok and other things as well? As of now, it's mainly Instagram, but I am expanding. Like I do have things on YouTube. I have to admit, I haven't been um, creating on there as much as possible. And I do have a TikTok as well. And I'm trying to um, get my content on these two other platforms, but mainly Instagram right now. Okay. And how do you find people are receiving that on, on Instagram? Like do you get a lot of messages or, or how, how are the comments in, in general? Yeah, a lot of people sort um, of like really interested by, cause I know it's, it's different, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you're doing the channeling and when you're, when you're, um, and I, I think you mentioned on, on your Instagram too, like codes and things like that. Like are, are, are people yes. like this, is this sort of new for people or are they kind of familiar with it? Like, mm-hmm. I would say there's definitely a growing community of, people who are going through what I call a galactic awakening or uh, 
awakening to the fact that they might be a star seed or some type of light worker. So the content in to my surprise um, has been well received and there, there is a full community of people who are in resonance with the information that I'm putting out there. So I think it goes back to what I was saying about um, that being a part of just feeling confident and encouraged to continue to put things out there because I was really well received and, and I feel a lot of love from people. So it's been a, a beautiful experience for me. Okay. And have you found like a lot of other channelers doing it too? And, and how has that made you feel like, does it sort of reinforce or reassure you? Or do you find mm-hmm. that there's a lot of like kind of shady scammer type people out there? Because so, it like, there's a ton of those, like a yeah, ton of those. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, for sure. There are, a, there are multiple people who I follow um, who are in integrity and they, they give me the confidence to keep going. And it's sort of like, you know, we get um, motivated by each other's reflection. Definitely. When it comes to the scammers and, and the people who are trying to now thrive off of spirituality going mainstream, I like to see it as a collective lesson on discernment, right? I understand that it's a part of a, a greater collective contract where, you know, people are going to be awakening in, in, in masses and they're going to have to go through their own personal discernment process. And so the, the people who are scamming or creating fake content or like I have tons of impersonators. It's like, I understand that that's the duality that's needed. That's ultimately going to help people um, be in their sovereignty and be in their power. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good way of looking at it too. And it's kind of just like accepting that as part of whoever's journey. If like, even to people that are getting scammed, I guess, like, <laughs> yes, like it's, it's kind of rough to say, like even a, a friend of mine, um, and he's been on this, this podcast as well. His name is Astarius Miraculi and he does, um, uh, he does like didgeridoo type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's a vocal harmonist and he kind of gets into this like channeled state of state as well. Um, and his account got completely hacked. And then that person's like running his account, trying to give fake readings, pretending to be him. So it's just like, you know, but then I try to, he's just so upset by it. And it's like, you know, it's hard to tell someone you know, it's just part of their, you know, their journey or experience or whatever. Exactly. It's, it's challenging. Like there have been points where I've been so triggered because people are emailing me and messaging me and they're like, Hey, like you were supposed to give me this reading and I have to explain it's not me. Um, it's, it's a lesson. It's a collective lesson for all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, I spend a lot of time just making sure that we don't have people scamming on our podcast socials. Like Mm-hmm. is that seems to be a thing like we make a post and it's just like scam posts yeah. after like scan comments yeah. like so, free readings all this stuff it's nuts yeah a funny thing is <laughs> when you guys reached out to me because i'm so like weary of clicking any links now i'm like double checking i'm like making like is this a real entity account in person um before i like responded or clicked anything so that's the world we're living in folks <laughs> yeah yeah really yeah yeah, I was actually, sometimes we just DM on Instagram, but that's another reason, like, we kind of stopped doing that because it's just, like, kind of shady looking if, if people don't really want to <laughs> click links or anything. They're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so when you're doing your channeling, it, it kind of like you're speaking a different language, right? Like, where yes. where is this coming from exactly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're referring to light language. Mm-hmm. And light language is something that I channel. And you can also see light language as a cosmic language or your own soul language. So sometimes it's just channeled from my higher self. Other times it is channeled from the, the galactic beings and guides that I work with, or it's channeled from source, the creator, or like there's so many different, um, like any 
thing and everything has a consciousness. So anything that I channel can communicate with me in light language. And how I want to explain light language is that if you look at the human language, it's just a bunch of different sound dialects that we have agreed to represent certain things, right? When we get into the realm of light language, it there are sound dialects that aren't limited or something that we haven't um, identified or given a label. So when I'm working with high frequency beings, they like to communicate this way or even give healing activations in this way because it the vibration is not restricted, right? It's a, it vibrates on a higher frequency, which can, um, which can act as a key code or trigger within someone's subconsciousness that will realign them with their original soul blueprint. So I know when it comes to, um, like this weird language, or for some of you who have a Christian background, it's, you know, some people see it as tongues, whatever you want to call it. It's not as creepy as it may sound because, again, it's just sound frequency dialects in English or whatever language you speak is the same thing. It's just that it's familiar to your brain. Mm-hmm. So does it have to do then with, um, I guess, just sound frequency vibration type of thing? And I guess that, that would be for the person doing it yourself because you're mm-hmm. sort of omitting those sounds, but also the person receiving it. Um, and, and for me, I find that it, it's almost like when I listen to music that's not in the language that I understand, mm-hmm. I get into that music a lot better sometimes than if I'm listening to something that has lyrics and the mind is focusing on the lyrics and trying yes. to remember the lyrics and trying to remember the stuff. You can't really get in that flow state as if you're listening to just something mm-hmm. that's, you know, and when I came across your content, it's like, I don't really understand what you're saying, but it sort of resonates in the same way that you're describing because of that. It's like, I, it's just bringing me into this sort of resonance and, and kind of you know, helping, helping me align to, I guess, my own uh, inner realization of, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And it reminded yeah. me of that, just like listening to like a, a French rap album or something. <laughs> I don't speak French. So I'm just like, yeah, this is really good, you know, but. Exactly. Uh, it's really yeah. hard for your ego mind to respond to a French rap album that it doesn't understand. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. mean that the frequency of that music is not still pulling you into some sort of like energetic alignment. So mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing with light language. You're it's bypassing the ego and it's speaking to you on a heart based soul level. And your soul understands the frequency because the entire universe is just frequency and vibration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Well, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you mind just kind of giving an example of, of some of that? Like, just so anyone listening can hear it. This is so funny. Absolutely not a problem. So what I'll do is um, I will speak light language that's going to speak to you all, speak to your heart about what it is. So you can start uh, maybe like consciously integrating and understanding what light language is. So just give me a minute. Sure. Um, it feels like some angelic beings are coming through. They, they want to send this transmission. And here we go. Yes. And so that was basically just helping people better understand what exactly the light language is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so you basically were connecting then with uh, just other beings that can sort of help you resonate with that or. 
Yes. So that's, that's what I was explaining about the light language can be channeled from different beings or, or different consciousnesses. So like they will send me the the transmission. So I'm, I'm channeling it from them or it can, it can just come from my own higher self who is also, you know, um, an expanded high frequency aspect of me. But in that particular scenario, I just felt the angelic um, resonance wanting to come through. So I channeled it from them. Okay. You yes. find that uh, one is different. Like, do you, can you differentiate which one's coming through if it's yourself or if it's some, you know, some mm-hmm. other entity? Mm-hmm. Is there, is there like a difference, uh, like a mm-hmm. flavor to it? <laughs> a flavor to the <laughs> yeah, frequency? It's actually, yeah. It's like uh, different beings have a different flavor or a different vibration. So I can just feel it. Or it's just like in in my mind, like consciously, I hear who it is. They just say because I'm I work telepathically, so it's it's just like oh okay, we're coming through, and then I just know. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's that's really uh, neat. Um. Do you? So do you? This kind of is maybe unrelated, but somewhat related. To, so, what's your diet like? Like, do you okay. are you vegetarian? <laughs> do you eat meat? Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that I, I and I I guess it's kind of a personal question for myself because. Um, I've been sl- slowly weeding off of meat um, for spiritual reasons, uh, just yeah. to give it a try. It's nothing I've never really done. Um, and I'm just wondering when you're in a, a state of receptivity and, and it seems you focus on that because you do meditation and stuff. Like I, I think diet and hydration and things like that play a role. So do you have any specific diet you follow that, mm-hmm. or, or do you just kind of eat anything? Yeah, so I stopped eating meat about seven or eight years ago. This is around the same time that I was like initiated into this ego death and like reunited with source, all this crazy stuff. Um, Immediately after that, I um, removed meat from my diet and it just sort of happened naturally, really. Um, As of now, today, I do eat fish. Um, I do eat um, certain seafood and, but primarily it would be vegetables, fruits, um, and fish and nuts and like that type of thing. So when it comes to food, food has, you know, everything you eat has a frequency and a vibration. So as a channel, the more that I consume high vibrational foods, it just keeps my entire vessel in resonance and in alignment to be able to, to continue receiving the information. Um, and the, the, especially as an energy healer too, the energy that I am being a vessel for. So yes, it works better for me, but I, I feel some, some guidance coming through that, um, the angelic realm wants me to share that there's no judgment on what we eat. There's no judgment on our diets. It's a part of the human experience. And as you evolve and expand your own consciousness, you will naturally feel, um, called into releasing certain things, right? But there, if, if you set an intention to honor and respect whatever you're consuming, that in itself can heal the vibration of your food, no matter if you're eating meat or what have you. Mm, that's an interesting point to make as well. Yeah, yeah, sort of blessing the meal and having gratitude for and, yes. and sort of elevating it as much as, as possible. Yeah, definitely. I, I just... Is off the top of my head because I have been going more in the direction of like vegetarian or even pescatarian, yeah. as you mentioned, um, just because like, you know, slamming a meat pizza or something, it doesn't seem to be the greatest, you know, in terms you of spirituality. You feel how it will shift your vibration. Like after you eat something, you can recognize if you get really sleepy and slouchy and like, you know, tired, 
that it just brought your natural baseline frequency down. And I want to explain one more thing on this with um, food, like when you eat mass produced meat or, or like factory farmed things, it holds a certain vibration because of the way that animals are treated and uh, that they're not being respected from a place of, of like a, a heartfelt intention. That vibration is a part of the food. So when you eat it, that's why you can feel it kind of bringing you down, especially if you're someone who's already naturally vibrating, like, you know, um, at this frequency of love, those things are going to just keep bringing you down. So naturally you're going to start, you know, it's your higher self kind of nudging you like, Hey, it's time for you to put this to the side so you can maintain this high frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. I, I hope that anyone listening that is considering switching off of meat, you know, maybe worth giving it a try. Um, sure. And if you want to join me on that journey, I'll be doing it, <laughs> you know, gradually. Um, Incrementally. Yeah. incrementally. yeah, incrementally. It's it's definitely challenging at first. Um, I, I'm great with fasting. I love fasting. But when it comes to like cutting out meat for some reason, it's, it's, it's been this challenging. Yeah. Um, I've even cut out a lot of sugars lately because of similar reasons. Um, and it's funny because I made a lot of like health wellness content and I, and I write for lifehack.org about like what you're supposed to eat. But then sometimes I just go off the wagon and like it's not, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Um, not setting a great example. Um, so I don't really have any other like questions that off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but I, I wanted to say thanks for coming on and, and, and having this chat. Me. Um, it's you been can. really fun. Uh, and I think if, if you were open to it, we could do an IG live at some point because yeah, what I, what we that. typically do for those is like, we'll do 15, 20 minutes of discussion, open discussion. And then we save like 15, 20 minutes for Q and a, um, and then we just get flooded with tons of questions in the IG. Uh, and then you can answer people in real time, which is, is usually really, really fun. Oh, yeah. I, I um, love that. That's actually how I built up my Instagram and like this community because I would just do Instagram lives all the time. And mm-hmm. it just gives you the, the chance to um, connect with people in real time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll actually shoot you a message on Instagram directly and then we can, we can coordinate that. But um, thanks for, for taking this time today. I really appreciate Thank it. I'll, I'll shoot you all the info um, for this episode and, and all your links will be in the episode description. But just in case, did you have anything you wanted to shout out or any, any links or anywhere people can get a hold of you? Um, No, people can just follow my Instagram and okay. they'll, yeah, everything's there and they'll be directed in the right place. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again. And, thank you uh, so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.